Hey, you know what? Let's make sure we win the World Series this year. How about that? It's a Red Sox Full Throttle Friday. Swing and a miss. It's over. The Red Sox have swept the Colorado Rockies. The Red Sox are the world champions of baseball for 2007. On the Rich Keefe Show. And did he make the catch? He did. He got it. The Red Sox win. Red Sox. I just went head over heels in my chair. Brought to you by McFarlane Energy, the E.L. Harvey Companies, and Aviva Trattoria. And the Boston Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century to win two World Series titles. Can you believe it? All right. It is another Full Throttle Friday, and it's brought to you by... McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. Joining us now on the Harbor One hot- hotline from uh, sunny Florida is Rob Bradford. Brad, mm-hmm. how are you, sir? It is, it is not every day that you get a chance to talk to a big-time broadcaster before such an enormous game mm-hmm. tomorrow yep. in Sarasota. So, it's, uh, I, you know, I feel like uh, I, I, there's only one show I would do that for, and that Thank is you. the Rich Keep show on Full Throttle. Pre- yep, no, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, you had a, the uh, the Northeastern tilt today. Right, so you, had, uh, you got that going yeah. a little bit. Sure, Taste the baseball. It sure yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 the season isn't officially kicked off until the games are on the radio. Let's be honest. I agree. And the game wasn't on the radio today. It's on the radio tomorrow. Joe and I will have the call. Hall of Fame. I, if I do nothing in my life, I can put it on my LinkedIn page that I did the first broadcast of Joe Gastiglione at – after he was nominated into the Hall of Fame. So there you go. I am doing the first broadcast with Hall of Famer Joe Castiglione. What an honor. That Let's is, go, Brad Foe. Yeah, that is nice. Stiz, are you producing I, that I, bad no. boy? You coming in? I, I will be. All That's right. right. Yep. Look at that. That's pretty great. Yes. There you go. We're gonna, we have a little medallion for all of us to, to mark the moment. And the big winner will be when, when I pre- yeah. predict another Bobby Dahlback Grand Slam. So it's How, just, yeah, Right. That was very memorable for sure. And we could, uh, we'll always have that. Uh, how was the, the Raphael Devers uh, press conference? How was that taken? I mean, up here, that was it. That's been the biggest story, biggest Red Sox related story for weeks. And I don't know if it's going to get bumped from the headlines anytime soon, but what was the, uh, the ripple effect like down there? Well, can I can I, I I'll give you the big three for the week, all right? Okay. Yep. Devers is obviously in the big three. I'm going to be self-serving. I'm going to say Kenley Jansen's po- podcast yeah. on baseball is boring. Sure. Um, and I'm not just saying that, but just because Kenley is always honest and he's always great. And and yes, I love the uh, the line that he had. You know, hey, listen, they told me the first year we're going to be competitive, the second year we're going to go for it, and instead they have. Dot dot dot. This vision. So, <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was good. That was and, good. And then, and then you have Sam Kennedy talking about the uh, the the call with Pedroia, uh, the parameters, and then as you said, the Devers thing, which you know, I, it doesn't surprise me because there's only a few guys in there that has the cachet and has have the contract and have the performance who are in position to say anything about the roster. I mean, we talked about this where. People think, oh, isn't everyone in the clubhouse going to be upset that 
they did this or that. No, because they're on one or two year contracts, or they're just trying to make their own way. I mean, there's not a lot of guys like Devers who can sit there and say, I'm going to be here for the next 10 years. Hey, give me a good team. What are we doing? But it's also, he's the one guy they really did commit to long-term and gave him a ton of money. And it's like, all right. And even he's still, he's still calling us out. Like, I wonder if John Henry, if yeah. he even heard about this is uh, what he's thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know. He's got so many things going on. He might not care. <laughs> <laughs> there was only a way to get word to him. So, um, uh, no, I, I think that, you know, there was a the sneaky little mention by Devers about the trade deadline last year. And we know that he and Kelly and other guys on that team were not happy about how that was, how that was handled. And the, the perception of those guys was, all right, you screwed up the trade deadline. You didn't go for it. You didn't help us. Now go help us, and their perception is that they didn't get helped. It's it's, it's the Devers stuff about you know everybody knows what we need, right? So well, what do you need? I'm not going to say, but everybody knows what we need, and, and it's time that they get what we need. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's been weird because I think that for the most part, guys are putting their best foot forward, and certainly Alex Core is trying to put his best foot forward. But when the season starts, it's going to be hard to ignore the talent differential between them and the rest of the division. I mean, that's the biggest thing right now. Is it a lock that Alex Cora even makes it through the whole season? No, it's not a lock. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's in the last year of his contract. I think this can go a lot, a couple different ways. In Craig Breslow, and I think that he has the right to do this. Is that you know he's going to evaluate Cora and say see how like, their relationship is, how he likes him as a manager, how they do, and if he does, and maybe he'll even be talking extension. But what's interesting to me is that let's say that happens. Let's say that the Red Sox got off to a, a surprisingly good start and they approached Cora with an extension. I don't know if there's any guarantee. He's like, yeah, sure, okay. Right. Because, oh, yeah, I don't think it would be the worst news to him if, 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 even if they let him go. I think he'd be like, okay. No, well, if if, if – if he gets if he gets himself back on the track that he was on about being perceived as one of the best managers in baseball, then he, then and they offer him X contract. It's like them offering anybody else a contract. Now I'm going to ride this out to free agency. You know why? Because Craig Council has set the bar so high for major league managers. It's a different dynamic because of that contract. So so if they come in and lowball him. Like and don't say they're going to get talent. Then he can say, "And uh, I'll take my chances." You know, I'll take my chances if the Dodgers fold, and I'll swoop in there and become their manager. Well, his talk about you know, oh, like you know, you're in any place for five or six years. It's time to go. Last year kind of burned me out. He's like, "There's more more to life than baseball." Like, yeah, no kidding. But like, you say that right before the season starts. I was that just like negotiating and is that like does he actually want to be here in your mind but just wants to be paid appropriately and wants wants the you know the team to pay for players appropriately or is it part of him like yeah there's more to baseball and like i'm not gonna be doing this for very long does the dork podcast uh integrate the any seinfeld reference are you a seinfeld guy Uh, of course i am yes okay okay it's the equivalent of uh, when Lloyd Braun says "Serenity now," right? <laughs> yeah. Serenity now, insanity right? later. This, yeah. 
It's later. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It, it's it's a great analogy in in both those facets, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what he's doing. It's like serenity now. Yes, we didn't get the players. I'm going to do whatever I can do. I've lost a lot of weight. I feel good about me physically. I feel good about me personally. I'm going to put my best foot forward. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Serenity now. Yet, yet, when you get into a baseball season and you're competitive and you you lose games, that's when the insanity later comes around. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's basically what he was doing. All right, Rob Bradford, Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. Jordan Montgomery remains out there uh, after all this time. The Red Sox are now the Vegas favorite to sign Montgomery, but <laughs> doesn't seem like there's a, a budge on Boris's part to uh, pay less. Is that all we're waiting on is is for him to get, you know, lower his demands? And then what kind of chances do you give the Red Sox of actually signing him? Yeah, so I, I had heard last night from somebody in the industry about that their perception of it was that the Red Sox still were, were valuing Montgomery above any other pitcher. In other words, there's other starting pitchers out there, like say a Mike Clevenger or someone like that. And you could say, this is going to help us uh, on a one or two year contract. And, you know, okay, that'll help us. But I think they, they still value Montgomery above those other guys, except the masking price is still too high. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to be honest with you, from what I heard about the asking price, I don't blame them for waiting. I don't. Like, I don't. I think that this is, this is a staring contest between Craig Breslow and Scott Boris. And, you know, I think the, 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 the wild card here with Montgomery is what other teams would get in. Like, what other teams are you bidding against? This is J.D. Martinez when Dombrowski played that really, really well a couple of years ago in 2018. There wasn't another team to bid against. I mean, that's, right. he played that well. So it's the same thing happening here, but it sure seems with with the Boris four that Scott Boris is digging in his heels on all of them. Yeah. And so if, if if that's the case, if that's the case. But from what I heard that Boris was asking, you know, he was asking for number one starter type money. That's not what Jordan Montgomery is. So yeah, I mean, I, so what I'm saying is that there's still a chance. But some things are going to have. Someone's going to have to blink here. Yeah, I'll tell you the the Montgomery thing. You can really twist yourself into a pretzel over because on the one hand, it's like they obviously need starting pitching, and you're also like myself and everybody else criticizing John Henry for not spending money. However, if they gave the contract that Boris wants to Montgomery, I would be mad at that too. I'd be like, so wait a minute, like how can I? Wa- I want the guy. I want them to spend money, but I don't want them to spend that kind of money on that guy. So it's like this weird kind of uh, you got to thread the needle here. And so do you think we could get to a point with Montgomery where not that it's the same amount of money, but remember a couple of years ago with Carlos Correa, when he left, everybody thought he was going to make the, like a zillion dollars. And he ended up signing mm-hmm. like these one year deals originally with Minnesota, crazy average annual value, but no long term commitment, at least originally. Is that something that maybe Montgomery or even a guy like Blake Snell could end up signing? Yeah, I don't know if you do that for either of those guys. And that's what it comes back to, really, mm-hmm. Rich. I mean, I think that you, you know, these guys can help teams, right? We, we all, we've said it a million times why Jordan Montgomery would be a good fit for the Red Sox. It, the same thing, you can say the same thing about Blake Snell or any of these guys. But I think what teams are looking at now is that, yeah, yeah, sure, we would like to have them. But are these the type of players who you're going to use as foundational players 
and give them that, that type of money to? And, and the answer is probably not. Hmm. Probably not. I mean, Jordan Montgomery is, yeah. is he's a he's a number three starter. Like maybe a number two. What's well, he on he's this team? Give you innings. And he, he's probably a he's the ace. It depends. It depends. <laughs> I guess he's the ace. Yeah. But it's no. What you know? What he is? You know the important. And I'm not saying that. I think he means more to the Red Sox than other teams in a couple of different ways. Number one, the reason they they need to get innings from guys. That's why Giolito's here. They need to get innings from guys. There's nobody person to get them the innings for, that Jordan Montgomery. You need a guy just for perception, for business wise, and also you. He's the perfect type of guy where Brian Bay. You can see what Brian Bayo is like. This is the thing that drives me nuts. Is that this is the value of getting a guy like this? Is that you kind of know what Jordan Montgomery is. But you don't know what Brian Bayo is. You don't know what Whitlock is. You don't even know what Pavetta is. So while you're figuring out, have the certainty. Have the certainty. And that's what where Jordan Montgomery fits in. And if he lands as your number three instead of your number one, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you know what that means? So one of these other guys that become your number one. Right. Proving that baseball isn't boring. The new uniforms mm-hmm. apparently allow you to see full so- penis. So... <laughs> They have to change that, right? I mean, they're going around they're like all these. All it was yesterday on Twitter. You're scrolling down. You're trying to avoid everything. Like, look at this guy. Like, look at this guy. Just like guys in the dugout. You're like, oh, who's that? And then you're like, you, you look down. You're like, oh my god. Like, what is this? How did not? So they didn't try these on anywhere else before they distributed them across baseball. Well, so so what happened? And I talked to Kenley about this yesterday. Is that? So they went to the All-Star game, and they gave the All-Stars, here are the uniforms we're going to try out next year. But the problem was they weren't the uniforms that they tried. They, they were, they, number one, they were, they, were, they were fitted, right? They were fitted. These are like, you know, this is like me giving out baseballs and boring T-shirts. Yeah. You want a medium, large, extra X or double XL. Uh-huh. So they, they aren't fitted. And then clearly, you know, I don't even know if the All-Stars wore white pants to, to see if they were see-through. But the, so the All-Stars came away, and Kenley included, hey, I like this material. It's good. It's great. It's great. But then they got these, and <laughs> we, 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 there's all, they're not fitted. You know, the, the names look stupid. You know, and then, as you say, the, 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 the pants are see-through as was shown as we were able to do with the scientific experiment by putting a baseball as in boring sticker on someone's thigh and showing through <laughs> the pants, uh, which, you know, again, if, if you have a well-placed tattoo, if you want to do sure. like goldenpalace.com, good. there you go. That's not bad. <laughs> so, yeah, not good. All right, you got a chance to catch up with Chris Sale on uh, on the podcast. And, uh, again, we encourage mm-hmm. people to go check it out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So not to give away the entire thing, but basically he was quite surprised that uh, he was traded. No, I can give away the entire thing. Oh, go ahead. Here. Actually, we're going to play I mean... the whole thing in the next hour or so. We'll replay the whole entire you're podcast. You're, you're welcome. It is weird. It was weird going up there. It was yeah. I went up there, by the way, this is, this is you know, spring training is more about the sights and the sounds. I have an electric car, Rich. Whoa. I have a fully electric car. Yeah. Um, so. How far? Uh, so how, I've never, I, I do, I've never had that. So how, like, you got to charge that sucker, right? You got to find like a charging station. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I go to Hertz. You can pick a car. I pick a car. I jump in. It's electric. I'll give it a whirl. 
And once I figured out after three days how to use the radio, um, it was, oh, I'm like, this car is great. Like the pickup is like unbelievable. And so now I'm like, I'm going to go up to Northport to talk to Chris Sale. It's about an hour away. So I tell my wife, hey, you know, I'm going to go. I'm just going to charge the car. I think it's like filling up gas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, it is not. And, uh, and, uh, and we switched cars, fortunately. And, um, but, so it, it, was, it was a whole day to get up to Northport to talk to Rich, uh, to talk to Rich Hill. Uh, Chris Sale. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, Rich Hill in the mind. Uh, Chris Sale, and um, it was weird seeing him in a Braves yeah. t-shirt. It was yeah. weird seeing him in the Braves clubhouse but as you said in synopsis he's just he was just floored he said you know it was a knuckleball from left field when craig breslow asked him to waive his no trade clause because it's like he said like who would want me like like who would want me i I make all this money i've been injured i haven't all this and and, uh but you know he's i think he's landed in a pretty good place yeah, I mean, they don't really need a whole lot out of him. Their team is so good, but if he does give them something, like, look out. So, yeah, that is a, it's a really good spot for him. All right, he's Rob Bradford. Baseball is a boring podcast, including the uh, interview with Chris Sale is up there right now. And uh, he will be on the call tomorrow with Hall of Famer <laughs> Joe Castiglione. Mm. Sox and Orioles. That's a, good, that's a good Orioles team right there. I'll tell you that much. I mean, this is the first time that anyone sat in a broadcast booth Next to Hall of Famer Joe Castiglione, ever smokes. Wow. It is. I am so wow. so honored. It's it's just unbelievable. I mean, my week has been so good. It's yes. been so good. I mean, the electric car, the Chris Sale interview. I did an interview with Tyler O'Neill. He told me he had three percent body fat yesterday. Wow. I mean, it's just it's just, and now I have Joe Castiglione. And I do, Rich. Before I go, please, I I do want to give a shout out to legend Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller is down here in the hospital. You know Johnny Miller, yeah, long-time radio yep. guy. Yep, uh, he's he's down here in the hospital. He's he's getting better. I hope, but uh, but yeah, just a, he, spring training like that. So having Johnny Miller in spring training is a rite of passage, and having not having him around is tough. And uh, but I know he's getting better in the hospital. So this big shout out to him. Definitely, yeah, get well soon for sure. All right, Bradfo, appreciate it, and we'll uh, hear you on the call tomorrow. Oh, listen, and Stiz. Be ready, man. This oh, is the big time tomorrow. This is huge. Bradfo, I'm, I'm honored to turn your mic on. <laughs> <laughs> said, said nobody yeah, ever. You don't hear that <laughs> every day. All right, take it easy. See you later. All right, thanks. All right, good you. stuff there from uh, Bradfo. Again, you can check out the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. And no, for real, this, this weekend is not boring. Those uniforms, like, it is hilarious. Like, you had, you had to have tried those out on some people. Like, you got... I don't know, like an intern that works there or something, throw the uniform on him, have him walk around a couple times, take a couple photos. Yeah, sometimes it's crazy to think, like, no one caught this. Nobody checked that. Like, no oh, like, the, the material feels nice. Has anybody worn them? No. Like, we, there leaves nothing to the imagination. You know Bradfield got a pair of those. I hope so. Yeah. We all we should get a pair, and we are the uh, the flagship station of the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I think I'll stick to my sweatpants, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I start wearing the baseball pants to work. I was like, get the hell out of here.